0: Everybody, we are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 3 of the Believe Overwatch League podcast from the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us on all social media at BelieveInOWL
1: and at Believe.com. This week, we discussed the new reworks for Sombra and Bastion, the Blizzard Settlement, and the Overwatch League Grand Finals.
0: Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the gameplay section of this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Um, This is the section when we're going, or the week, what I should say. This is the week where we're covering the end of the playoffs and the Grand Finals. And also, considering that next season, we are going to be watching a, An early build of Overwatch Two. This is the end of the league as we know it.
1: We we have officially reached the end of the season. Um, and potentially the end of the Overwatch One era. We 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 still don't know to this day. Uh (laughs) they they might just be teasing us with that and then you know. I mean, you never know.
0: Things could go wrong when they're they're trying to institute Overwatch two into the beginning of the season. So we they could backtrack, you never know. It's a possibility.
1: Yeah, and it, we, we we never know. Um, and it would also feel kind of weird like if they're playing Overwatch 2 and the rest of the world just has to sit there and watch them play for a little bit. That'd uh, be very awkward. Um, but hopefully we get something that uh, we can continue, uh, continue to look out for and see what happens. So, yeah. Uh, a lot of really fun games happened over the weekend and yeah lucky for me i was able to catch just a couple of them
0: yeah um any games that you're playing right now kevin that you're interested you're into that you want to share
1: there's a lot of games that aren't out yet that i'm keeping keeping my eye on um have you heard of the game stray i think i've heard of that i I, it sounds familiar yeah it's a third person your your cat oh the cat game yes the cat game i've heard of yeah, I I saw the trailer for that recently, and I was like, oh yeah, this this looks like a really fun like exploration kind of style of game, um, and yeah, I've been looking at that, and then meanwhile for uh you know it's it's officially you guys are gonna be listening to this in the in the spooky month, um, <laughs> we're trying to figure out what other games I can play that won't uh that are spooky. In nature that won't make me like, you know, poo myself on stream. Uh I'm, I'm trying my best to just find some Halloween themed content. Um, if not, we'll do probably the same challenge where we get back in the inflatable dinosaur suit. But uh we'll we'll see what happens. You can always do
0: dead by daylight.
1: Uh we were saying dead by daylight, um, Left 4 Dead 2 again with a bunch of friends would be a lot of fun. Um and I have, I've never played the Wolf Among Us, um, which is an old telltale game. It's based um, on a comic book. Yeah. So I, I wanted to take a peek at that potentially um, for, for my Halloween streams, but it's funny that you mentioned that game because they just came out with a crossover
0: comic with Batman. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think the, the comic comes from is fable which I've never read but I heard it was good but they crossed over with the Batman comic that's coming out. I think it's like four issues ish, four or six issues. So, it's funny that you mentioned that one. Um, yeah,
1: we'll we'll definitely have to uh take a peek um, as we're going around. Uh, what about you? How how is your gaming experience? How's your games uh been this week?
0: Um I played Overwatch a little bit this week. I was not having a good time because every single round, I was just running into bastions everywhere and and Lucio's booping me all across the map. So I just was not having a good time. So that's mostly been it. Um, I'm antis- I, I haven't played much of anything else. I'm getting ready to return my copy of WarioWare and just trade it in for something else. Just I'm just not having fun with it. Um. And that's really it. I'm waiting for Metroid Dread. There's, I know there's some other game I've been waiting for. I just can't put my finger on it. I know there's something else I'm waiting for. Um, but also, Kevin, I don't know when it comes out. I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year. Um, but there's an Evil Dead game coming out. That's kind of like it's like a four-player. I feel it feels like Dead by Daylight, except you're playing as the characters from the Evil Dead franchise. So that could be a fun one to stream,
1: yeah that that would be interesting see if that uh comes out around the corner. Just run around um, with
0: your chainsaw hand and just tack up some deadites. There we go anyway, let's get into this gameplay episode. um, so I'm just gonna run through all the results for the week and then we're gonna break down like the ones that we did watch because this was a lot and there was no way that either of us were going to watch everything because we are, we're, we're old people and we don't have that much energy. We Um, are not
1: the watcher. We we are not the watcher.
0: We are not Jeffrey, Wright. We,
1: we will, we will not intervene. Uh, we, We, we will, we will stand there and on occasion glance down and make sure that things are kind of working.
0: Make sure that the live button is still working on our, our YouTube stream so we could get the, uh, the rewards for that. There we go. Um, but OK, so starting from Tuesday, September 21st, um, I've read a lot of these results before, but we're going to read them again just because I have the page open and to fill time in for your benefit. Um, so Tuesday, September 21st, Washington Justice went one and three against the Dallas Fuel. Um, the Philadelphia Fusion lost 1-3 to the uh, to the L.A. Gladiators, and the San Francisco Shock lost 0-3 to the Dragons. The Atlanta Rain went 2-3 against the Chengdu Hunters. Wednesday, Washington Justice went 0-3 against the Atlanta Rain. The Philadelphia Fusion went 2-3 against the San Francisco Shock. Um, the Chengdu Hunters went 0-3 against the Dallas Fuel, and the L.A. Gladiators lost 1-3 to the Shanghai Dragons. On Thursday, the Atlanta Rain went three to two against the LA Gladiators. The San Francisco Shock went three to two against the Chengdu Hunters. The Dallas Fuel lost one and three against the uh, Shanghai Dragons. And then moving on to Friday, um, the San Francisco Shock lost one and three to the Atlanta Rain. Um, And the Atlanta Rain, in the end of the playoffs, beat the Dallas Fuel three to one. From there, the Atlanta rain moved on to the grand finals on Saturday and went 0 4 against the Shanghai Dragons. So, very eventful week. Um, I got to say, I did not expect it to be the Atlanta rain in the finals. I expected the Shanghai Dragons. I didn't expect the Atlanta rain to be there, but I, I expected the Shanghai Dragons to win over the rain. I just didn't expect it to be a 4 um, 0, in spite of how good the Shanghai Dragons are
1: yeah the the way how this shook out was really interesting to me um i mean when the second that the shock got knocked down to the losers bracket i was like "Uh oh this is this is their anime story arc again uh this is what happened last year um or you know the season two um and then you know they they racked the win versus uh philly and then they do the same thing to the hunters um and then they face the rain again and that was a that was a one three um, I was like, this. This is the karma. Like, we lost to them a few years ago. Uh, this is their time to come back and you know rise. Um, one of the things that like I was really interested about. Um, you know, Atlanta Rain is a very young, uh, team essentially, and they you know they have Rookie of the Year, they have Pelican, mm-hmm. um, they have, um, you know, Kai was doing really amazing things, Gator Kai and was Hawk, amazing. um, doing just great rush comp like textbook gameplay uh, coming out so i was really rooting for them the second that they you know killed my boys um i was like they they can do it they can they can run this um and i really didn't expect them to do that against the fuel um but yeah i i remember watching the uh the interview with space when they were when they had them on the panel And um, they were like, yeah, this game could either be really close or like a full stomp. Um, Either the rain are going to come in and do something super weird and like get catch the Shanghai Dragons off guard um, and then take it to like maybe map six or seven um, or the Shanghai Dragons are just going to figure them out and just, you know, just make it a quick match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which which is a little unfortunate that it went the other way, but uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting you know final uh grand finals and unfortunately you know we can't have them in the states um we couldn't just have like a big event uh but you know Artie was happy about it so uh <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of really interesting um pieces of this of the storyline mm-hmm. um and i i mean i feel like the biggest thing that we got to take away from this grand finals is if you go all the way back to season one. You remember, Shanghai was that zero and forty team, and <laughs> they were they were they had that on their like on their record.
0: They have the Guinness World Record.
1: Yeah, for for most losses in a row in a professional league
0: or something like that. Professional sport, yeah,
1: yeah. And I'm just like, imagine being the Shanghai Dragons having that, you know oh and 40 loss um and even carrying that into season two um and then now being the overwatch league grand champions like that's that's got to be a story in itself really
0: right yeah definitely it's someone's got to make a documentary on on the rebuild of the shanghai dragons and that redemption arc be a fantastic thing to watch um funny thing so again like for for this we had some extra incentives to watching this live you got um i think then all told there were a total of 12 skins um a couple of uh sprays and some Overwatch League tokens in addition to the tokens that you would have won by watching it anyway or earned by watching it anyway um but i was at the uh i was at the theater and then i pulled it up just i i pulled up the the stream on the side and put it in a tab just to have it running in the background while i was working um and um one of the new box office people that we hired this year uh apparently the day before on friday was also watching it to do the same thing and he saw it he's like oh my god you watch overwatch league too and i'm like dude i have a podcast on overwatch league so we talked about it for a little bit Um, and i told him the same i told him that like when we found out that it was going to be um well we knew it was going to be rain versus the dragons but Um, He asked me what I thought and I said, I would like to see the rain win just because it'd be nice to see a a fresh team go all the way up. But I honestly think that the dragons are too skilled to lose it to a team like the rain. And that's exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, it you want to root for the underdog, but sometimes, you know, the the dragons are there.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, so before we get into the um, recapping the matches that we did look into, um, we they did announce who the um, the grand finals MVP was, and they also announced the role stars for this year. Um, so the grand finals MVP was um, the Chengdu Hunters' Jin Li Huang. Uh, congratulations to leave for that. Um, and so looking at the role stars. For this year as well. On damage, we had leave. Um, part of some of his accolades are he was the first in final blows per 10 minutes with 10. Um sparkle was on as another damage roll star. Lip is a damage roll star, in addition to Kevster. Um looking at the tanks, we have Fearless, Hanbin, Void, and Space for support. We've got Shu, Izyaki, Fielder, and Lijay Gone. So congratulations to these guys. Um, Obviously, these guys were standout players through the the entire league. Um, Hope to see some of them return for Overwatch 2 and see how that new game changes the way they play and what kind of skill that they bring to the new build of the game and the new kind of synergies and tactics and how the new reworks of the characters affect how they play.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see who survives. Like, the tank Tankmageddon, I don't know how else to really describe it. it sounds so ominous. It's true, though. Like, you're essentially losing out on on half of your tanks. So, uh, the question is, like, how many people do you hire? How many people do you keep on your roster? Yeah. Uh, And, like, who do you specialize? Like, who specializes in what and how do you keep them?
0: Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this really makes the tank, the the single tank, like the most important person on your team. Because you have to, if you want to win, you're going to have to be aggressive and take space. But you're also going to have to like balance your aggression with keeping your team alive and not overextending.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird dance that they have to do. Um, yeah, I understand. Like you don't want to. Yeah you don't want to lose or release a player who can fill a role for you um, and can play it to like some of the best of the ability that they can. Um, but at the same time, like you don't want to potentially use salary to get somebody uh, when you need to make sure that you can fill up all of the DPS roles or something like chips that in. or chips are an important or an important. <laughs> or an important uh, what is it? Or an important support role, because like those players are also tough to come by. So right. it's gonna be really interesting to see what they prioritize. Um and obviously how big the rosters are gonna be allowed to be.
0: Right. And also with like the fact that like these teams have still not really made money. It any money that the team can save without having to pay another player, without having to like house them, feed them, etc., that's that's more money I guess that can go to keeping the team alive for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah. And so I, I feel like, yeah, it will come down to overwatch too. And you know, if we do open with home stands, are we going to open with anything else that's interesting or um, yeah. Like how, how are the, how are the teams? Are we even going to have the same teams? That's my question too. um, Like, i i would be really uh i i don't i wouldn't say for it but i feel like it would be really interesting if um, they, they did what would happen in a in a worst case n b a scenario where it's like sure go ahead uh you get to retain three players the rest enter the pool or like mm-hmm. enter a draft and then now everybody has to draft their players um and and who's remaining right um would that make it more interesting in the league? Would we have, you know, who who do you prioritize to bring on your squad? Um,
0: yeah. Like, that would definitely make things a lot interesting. That would really upset the power dynamics.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that would be helpful too, uh, in a way. But at, at the same time, like, I don't even know if the, uh, if the Overwatch League obviously wants to do something like that or mm-hmm. um, if that's even like viable with the amount of teams that are still here like or if the teams are like even if the teams even want to continue that's another thing like we, we still don't even know the investor side um true if like some people want to even continue to play or if it's just going to be that
0: okay so let's get into um the gameplay stuff so kevin you saw the shock versus the rain one how did that one go
1: uh, it it was really interesting in terms of the full overview. Um, uh-huh. I caught I caught the first part of, of the match, and I was like, oh, okay, the shock are doing really well. Um, it's on Nepal. Uh, surprisingly, they they won their their control point map. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, the shock won their control point map. They can they could win the series, and then they proceeded to not do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so you expected them to win. I did. Uh, After the first map, I was like, okay, yeah, they they feel ready. Like, they feel good um, playing these out. Um, Because, like, I was seeing, like, Gator was doing weird things where he was, like, pinning people off the map. (laughs) Like, suicide pins. Uh, (laughs) There were uh, random walls and stuff like that from the rain. I was like, oh, man, this looks really messy. And I'm like, "The, the shock look relatively okay right now. Um, and then Hanamura happened. Um, that was just the the Kai show, really. Like you, you, any time Kai comes into a game, it just applies so much pressure. Um, if you aren't already having to deal with Pelican, you have to deal with Kai too. Um, it's just so much, and I I didn't think Glister and Nero had any answer to it. I remember watching this exact matchup in the regular season. And when I was watching it, I was like, this does not look good for the shock at all. Like they they feel like out of place. They don't know exactly what they're doing. Um, and it was just it was a tough one to watch. Um, they both end up capping to the end, but um the the rain just play at a faster pace um and end up capping, you know, point one, uh potentially contesting point two, but the shock can't even take the first point. It's just so much pressure that the rain came out with and I was like okay it's a one one uh we we get to the half and then you know we go to the hybrid map it's Kings Row I was like okay both these teams have a history with Kings Row we know how it works um but yeah I still have to say like it it's tough to watch the two different like mentalities here.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, when you see the shock play they're they're still kind of I, I hate to say it but they're like kind of old school in the way how they played um it wasn't really much of like a rush mirror which we've seen a lot of teams uh go for um uh, like this one they they still run like they run like a may and another form of dps which is either um like the the cowboy a potential like it used to be widow back in the day too but it's not Meeting the same level as like these newer teams that like kind of bake their bread and butter. This Symmetra, uh, this like essentially like Symmetra Sombra comp, um, or uh, even Symmetra and some other form of damage. Um, it just gives them so much more space to maneuver around. Um, and yeah, the the rain really did take advantage of that on Kings Row. Um, and then the last one was just Havana. This was just like I I was dying watching this game. Um, I was like, okay. The the first thing that happens is the shock kind of forget that uh they have to take fights together. <laughs> and the <laughs> the cart literally goes from like one point to the to the end with no no real like stop. Um they they caught them, they won one team fight. Um after point one in, in the uh what is it in the distillery essentially, um they, they won that one fight and the rest of it was just uncontested. We had things like Hawk literally in in D.Va pushing two players off the side of the map. We we had like just the, the most random plays um happening and it was working out really well for for the rain. Um, and then when the shock ended up going for attack, it was a relatively equal match. Um, they, they pushed at a at a like a solid pace, but that third point is always the toughest to take. And if you cannot do anything with that third point, like if you can't contest that well enough, um, or you don't have anything that could really disrupt the back line... Um, they did try the Symmetra thing to get into the back and then try to play from stairs, but it, it never really worked. Um, it never really worked in their favor. So unfortunately for them, uh yeah, that, that was the end of the three-peat dream. Um and yeah, they fall on Havana. So it was really interesting to see like I, I feel like it's just the speed that these teams play at. Um the the Atlanta Rain just know. The ins and outs of a rush comp. Um, and just utilizing, you know, both either May or Sombra uh, to take backline and using the Symmetra to just get there instantly, start melting shields and stuff. It just worked out really well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just interesting to see everything play out this way. Um, I really hope that we get to see you know these teams come head to head again uh but maybe it's in the maybe it's in the next game who knows um but yeah the overall like season and that match itself was really interesting to see um but i was like this is this is like the passing of the torch the the old the old farts are now handing it over to you know <laughs> these these young quick uh quick and witty rain characters so hopefully they're able to push on forward so i
0: mean in spite of this and and a lot of the uh i guess underwhelming performances that the shock have had throughout the season like they still finished with the number 3 record in the league so um there's considering all of that what do you think the future and, and maybe playing on overwatch two is going to hold for the San Francisco shock.
1: Uh, I I feel like we're still going to do. Okay. It really just depends on who stays that I feel like the reason why we won a lot of the championships was because of, um, just good leadership. Um, whether that was moth or, um, or striker or rascal, you know, being in there, uh, making calls or super even, um, but I feel like with the loss of the tank role, i we had choi like choi super and Smurf were all great in whatever roles you put them in. I don't know if they retain all Genji. three of them to yeah. to essentially run that side They're like yeah sure <laughs> we'll slap super on Genji like we don't need Tayo <laughs> but yeah, it's just really interesting to see what they decide to do um with with that lineup. It, it the one thing that i was really happy for though um a lot of people like i, I <laughs> the the youtube comments are kind of savage uh when you when you watch a live um but yeah everybody's like wow shock fans freaking fanboys easy games like you guys think uh you know they're going to win it again or whatever and i'm like you know what this is exactly the same thing that happens when like you witness greatness. You have like all these people who, who like hate, who hate what you stand for because like you, you were, are the embodiment of success for two seasons. And then I'm like, you know, these are like half the crew on this team. Aren't even the same players. Like, how, like you can't even really bash on it. So they're also um,
0: still the number three team in the league.
1: Exactly. Like record wise, like they, they still prove themselves really well. So, I I do think for like if this team had another year um, to play, you know, via Overwatch One, same crew, I think that they would do a a little bit better. Um, just because, like, I feel like the team chemistry that came with uh, the season one, uh, season one, two, and three uh, San Francisco Shock teams were like really on point. Like they knew each other. And how they wanted to run. Um, and yeah, I feel like we, we really did miss out on, on all of that moving forward uh, into this year. But, you know, we had new pieces. It worked really well. You know, number, number three record in the league. There's not a lot that you can look down upon. Like, to, to even place fourth in the Overwatch League after not even getting into any of the final cups is kind of it's It's kind of insane, so I'm really glad that um we now have this kind of thing to look back on and say, like, okay, well, just because a team was great in the past, like you just have to work about like worry about your pieces. It could be leadership. It's just a matter of figuring out how everything's gonna work out.
0: Right. Well, best of luck to to that team, and like honestly still, like, they performed well, like still third place. Um, it was a little it's a little weird considering like they they like the uh the Houston Outlaws who also had a relatively good record, like they didn't make it to any of these final um final competition cups, but like they're, they're still pros in the league for a reason. So congratulations to the San Francisco shock. Look forward to seeing you all um defy expectations next season and um, I guess better luck next time. Um, but moving into the, the match that followed that, the Atlanta rain versus the Dallas fuel. Um, this was, I felt like this might've closeness wise. I feel like this and with attention and everything, I feel like this was more deserving of a, a finals than the, rain versus the uh the dragons um just because like i feel like this was a lot closer than that one i mean it was a it was a three to one uh so they both went to four matches but i feel like both sides were better matched for this um looking at lijong tower it went to all three of the maps it was fairly close like a hundred well i mean except for night market night market was a hundred to zero, but looking at garden and and control center, it was hundred to 84 and hundred to 99. So it, it was closer than um, it was closer than it it could have been. So both sides were, I guess, warming up for there. Not really going to judge them on that. Both sides at least did win one point. So there was, there was that much, but I think the the biggest turning point really was, I want to say Hanamura, which was the second match. Um, the fuel attacked first. They had a really, really quick time getting in and and getting uh, the first point. They were running a um a Hanzo echo. They just kind of just dove in there and no, they weren't. They were running um a sombra and a um a tracer. They kind of just jumped in there and and just bullied their way through and took the point very quickly. But as soon as they're, they're moving to point two, uh, that's where everything falls apart. The, um, the Dallas fuel, or not the Dallas, fuel, the, uh, the rain switch off of uh, the um, I think it was the echo. They switched off the echo and then pulled out a Torbjorn to counter that tracer. Um, the tracer dies immediately in that first push. And that just breaks everything that the, the fuel are trying to do from there on out it's just the fuel just keeps switching compositions and no matter what they do, the rain are ready for them. Um, So that's, I think a big takeaway from just watching this is that the rain, I feel like even without switching their compositions too much, they are a lot more adaptable than the, I think the fuel were prepared for when they were facing them. Um They knew when to switch up their composition and, and by effectively doing that at the beginning of point, um, of the second point push, uh, that really stopped any momentum that the uh the Dallas fuel were hoping to have and, and hoping to steamroll. Um switching over to the Reigns attack, uh it was it was a lot of the opposite. So the fuel were able to get a, a significantly stronger hold on their point A. Um, they were able to pretty much hold the point for until 26 seconds left so they almost had it uh except when the the uh the rain ex- until the rain just had a very successful attack and just pushed in with five kills from there they just snowball and really push into point using Amp matrix and a symmetrical wall they get three kills and an almost immediate cap and snowball for that point so like you were saying earlier kevin the rain are a much faster team than i think the opponents that they played up against and so it showed it here their aggression their speed their alt usage um their adaptability really i think set them apart from what maybe the dallas fuel were expecting to go up against um looking at king's row uh this was also this is an incredibly incredibly close match um they went to second round of attacks uh i feel like the rain is. The rain were just such a more aggressive team here. Um Sparkle and Doha, I think, were just just absolutely amazing. Um, but the rush comp from the rain might have been a little bit stronger than the the dive that the fuel were running. So Kai and I guess I just again Kai. Kai just doing everything he can with a, a lot of the Hanzo play and the Uh, the cowboy or the may or whatever he was running. Like Kai, I think was a real standout no matter what match he was playing up. Um, I think Kai is definitely one of the reasons why the rain went as far as they did. And then Dorado was just a win for the rain. Not much really to say there, but um, the fuel did well this season. I feel like the fuel were definitely, the standout team, the surprise underdog for most of season four of the Overwatch League. I feel like what their downfall was, was they were they were just so prominent and had so much tape on them that teams going up against them were able to figure out their weaknesses and how to counter them very easily. Still, that being said, they made it to the playoffs. So um, even when they weren't
1: performing at their best, they were still a pretty damn good team. You expect the fuel and the and the rain to go head to head. at At this kind of level, you you have somebody who has had success in the postseason, or not necessarily the postseason, but like the the middle season tournaments. Um, you expect them to kind of like come out and kind of slap these new people around. But yeah, I felt like once again, it's like the speed and the understanding of the rush comp coming out from the rain. Uh. Kind of just caught Dallas off guard uh once again, and they they did have a really good track record against a lot of the uh a lot of the n a teams that they ended up facing against um uh, which literally was their entire lower bracket run was all against uh you know north American teams um uh, so yeah, maybe when they faced shanghai that was just like their only only real wall uh in real different challenge that they had to face
0: for sure um so congratulations to the Dallas fuel again like with the San Francisco shock hope to see what they do next season. i feel like um just with a little bit more training and a little bit like we we know they have the potential to go far uh I feel like it's a little bit of of tweaking their variability um and adaptability and the the aggression that they have, I feel like they can definitely Perform even better next season. They have the pieces. They just need to not show everything they can do so early on. Um, and so our grand finals match, the rain went against the Shanghai Dragons. Um, and I think here the Rain just the Rain did as best they could. They went for two rounds of attacks on Hanamura and King's Row, but it's just as good as Kai was, as good as Gator was, as good as Hawk and and Pelican and Iris and Masa were, you're going up against the Shanghai Dragons who have been playing at the top of the game for two seasons now, or maybe even more. Um, You've got Fleta and Lip, who I think are probably, at this point, probably the best damage duo you've got in the league. Um, And like Pelican's good, Kai's good. But they just don't have as much experience playing at at the level that the dragons did, and I think it was just it's just that they were outclassed. I think it's impressive that they were able to give the the dragons as much trouble as they did, and I honestly I did expect maybe the the rain to take at least one map win away from the dragons, but they didn't. They it was a 4-0, obviously. Um, but there were several times where they could have they pushed the dragons to the limit. Like it went to round two on two maps. Um, but in the end, it's just like if you just if you watch it, the 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 dragons are just so comfortable with what they're playing, with what they're running, with the maps that they're they're going on. Like on Hanamura, you already know that Fleta has that fara game down just raining down rockets from the most difficult angles to hit chasing people down not dying and and using his barrage to get really good kills and, and being able to survive a barrage and not get picked out of the sky which is so hard to do um there's really not much to say like i was I said earlier like this didn't really feel like it was worthy of a grand finals match just because the the shanghai dragons rolled them so so easily with a 4-0 um the 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 atlanta rain went far i just don't think they had the necessary experience to beat the dragons like that's incredibly vague for for covering what was the grand finals match but i mean that's what it boiled down to it's the dragons are just a better team. They know how to use their alts better. They have a lot better synergy. Um, The damage dealers were better. The tanks have better game sense. The healers made sure that their players stayed alive longer. There wasn't really anything that stood out.
1: Yeah, it was just literally experience winning, um winning this last bit here. Um, And I do, I do agree that You know, the Atlanta rain did give a lot of NA teams a run for their money, um, and even took it most of the time. Uh, but when it did come down to experience and playing in like this grand final setting, um, the Dragons have had this level of pressure before, um, playing in the Countdown Cup and, you know, other tournaments. Um, so I do think that that played into, um, the reason why they ended up coming out ahead they are the more experienced team. um, And they kind of know how to handle themselves under pressure.
0: So looking, I looking at these two teams for the next season, I don't think we're going to have anything to worry about with the Shanghai dragons. Like, yes, they're going to lose a tank, but I don't feel like their strength was in their tank line. Anyway. I feel like it really was their DPS. Um, it's a different question with the Atlanta Rain. Like the Atlanta Rain have been a a good team for a while, I would say. I don't know if they really I, I up until this point, I don't know whether they've really been a top team. Um just looking at their main tanks right now, you've got Gator and you've got Hawk, who are they're running as as their primary tank players. Um they're both very good. I just I don't know whether either of them are ready to, to really be the force that really pushes the that has that, that important role of the soul tank. That's going to have to really take space and be aggressive. Like I said, I feel like the, the key player at least throughout this, this run, this, this um, finals and playoffs has been Kai. Um, So I, I really feel like it their performance next season is going to come down to whether or not Gator and or Hawk can really step up their game to a higher level and compete against some of the teams that have better tanks. And so I guess that's it. That's the end of this era of Overwatch. Like the game is literally over as we know it. When we next see the league, at least according to plan, it's going to be on that early build of Overwatch 2. We're going to have new maps and we're going to have Um, completely redone characters. Like they're the same characters we know, but as we saw with the the reworks for Bastion and Sombra, they're not going to play like we're used to playing them. We're also ideally going to have new characters to go along with these new maps and new modes. So it's like everything that we've expected and we've talked about and experienced now is going out the door because the compositions are different. The game modes are different. The maps are different. And the play styles are going to have to change because of all those and because the the, the abilities are completely different. Uh, I really don't know what to say and what to expect for Overwatch 2. I'm just very excited to see what we're getting and, and hopefully for us to eventually get our hands
1: on it. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what the League is going to implement um, moving forward if we are going to see... You know, we're we're discussing early builds of Overwatch Two. Um, we'll definitely have to check on roster situations. Um, I feel like that's going to be another thing to look at uh, look at in the off season, um, especially. So websites
0: already have roster check- trackers live.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're already like, ready. Like things to worry about. I mean, we we just heard Mono Mono's retirement, um, or at least release from the. Uh, from the Philly fusion. It's just a matter of like who else is either going to step down and, or who's going to fill in that role. Um, and I feel like that's going to yeah. be really interesting moving forward.
0: I really hope that like, yeah, the outlaws were kind of a an eh team again this year, but I really hope they don't change. Cause I really enjoyed watching this team play this year. They did amazingly. Like they took everybody's surprise by surprise, but at, at the beginning of the season, yeah, they couldn't, They had like a lot of teams in this league. They had trouble finishing, but I I had a lot of fun rooting for them this year. I would have liked to see them go farther, but they had a really good record. So I hope at the the very least Dante, please stay Dante still. I want to see how he does with the new somber changes and then whatever changes they go to like tracer and see how he is able to adapt to those. And also echo as well. Um, But, yeah, a lot of our our favorite players, much like the beginning of of this season, might be gone for a variety of reasons. Maybe the team doesn't want to pay for that many tanks anymore. Maybe they don't need that many tanks. Maybe they're old and want to retire. Maybe they want to play a different game. Maybe they're just not feeling Overwatch anymore. Um, Maybe they want to go be a farmer like (laughs)
1: Dufresne. I mean, here's the thing. We have three of the best tanks on the... On the San Francisco Shock. Um, they they did. Uh, I would totally be okay if Super decided to leave the SF shock to join the Outlaws. Uh, oh I please. would please I would watch that. Oh, please that put that in a team there. Uh I feel like that would be hilarious. Um Jonko I mean,
0: like, and Piggy are great, but I would love to have Dante and Super on a team. My God, that would be fantastic
1: even if they have to if they have to you know pull a Miami Heat situation and and go to like the Boston Uprising or something like that i i would not mind uh just to see either an old uh like an old meme team come together um or to just have you know players take a stab at it again but yeah mm-hmm. it will be really interesting to see what happens
0: so any final thoughts on like Again, the uh, the end of the league, as we know, the end of an era,
1: Kevin. It feels like it's been a long time. Uh, <laughs> it's been four years. It, it is a long time for, you know, a game in general to really be surviving this long. Um, I, I say as I point at CSGO and Dota, but those guys have been around for a lot longer beforehand um but yeah if they are going to be changing the way how they they feel um changing the way how the game plays itself it's going to be a kind of a brand new era but yeah uh overwatch one did obviously a ton for not only me but a bunch of other players as well um i mean the the first thing is like we we have this podcast it, it wouldn't have happened if the league never happened uh so so that's one um I I would not be a caster or commentator along with this um, if it, if Overwatch never gave me that opportunity. And so, yeah, I feel like, yeah, Overwatch one is, is on its way out. But if Overwatch two does take off as well as everybody anticipates it going, uh, you bet I would download that, get my friends together and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll start this five V five, uh, shenanigans once again
0: yeah i echo everything that you said except for the caster stuff i'm not a caster um (laughs) but yeah no this is it's been it's been a lot of fun watching the development of the league and how it's had to adapt with everything and and i'm so i'm pleasantly surprised that it's going to continue uh next season hopefully hopefully the delay if there is a delay isn't too long i think we're supposed to I think it's still planned that we're going to start in April, right Kevin? Is that correct? I
1: I believe that's what they're aiming for. Okay, so around the 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 proper
0: time that we expect it to start. So, um I'm just excited to see what the future holds for it and hopefully the next season can like can be successful so that it it keeps going because it's fun watching the league and having a podcast. Like I know people who like very actively follow everything that's going on like of course we do but like uh my friends on the zomnix a lot of them like actively pay attention to it um obviously people like arties who who like ran the tournament people like um the the overwatch pride folks nika and oak were are obviously very involved in and in, in everybody else who's who listens to this podcast so um I guess thank you to the Overwatch League for creating this so we have an opportunity to do what we do and and find a new community. So yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's bittersweet having the end of this and the start of something new. Um, and on national podcast day, no less, or international podcast day. It's international. <laughs> um, any final words of wisdom for for the for us this week Kevin and our last gameplay episode for for until April
1: play the game uh we'll keep you updated on Halloween event if if it if it happens uh, we <laughs> we don't even know if it's coming um but yeah just keep your eyes out for that um and uh I don't know if we're going to we are probably uh, we'll, we'll figure out when we schedule the next one but Um, I believe next week is fleet week, uh, in, in SF. So a lot of military personnel and I was invited out, uh, for an event on Thursday. So, Hmm. uh, I I will be more active on Twitter, hopefully, uh, coming, coming soon. And I'll let you know if, uh, if I run into a certain somebody in person, um, Hmm. there's somebody who I'm supposed to meet. So uh, we'll, we'll see what goes on potentially to
0: schedule an interview with said person
1: oh uh, we, we can uh, we
0: try?
1: <laughs> I mean a, a spoiler uh, we we kind of have so yeah. it, it's gonna be my first time uh seeing this person in the flesh all right well we will
0: update you if and when well I mean I think we said it in the past but if and when this interview with said person happens um, but yeah thank you everybody for for being along with us this week and hope you have a, a great rest of your week and we will talk to you soon. Uh, adios, guys.
1: Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. thanks for listening to this
0: week's episode if you like what you hear please like rate and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at believe O-W-L. questions or comments please send us an email at believe at gmail.com if you'd like to advertise with our show please contact our network at believe.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next week